Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I help women unstuck themselves. And today we're going to tackle something that sticks all of us, and that is our ability to take a scenario that maybe wasn't such a positive experience for us and running with it into the worst case scenario. For example, maybe the guy you're dating didn't text you back right away. Where did your mind go? in the silence, right? We're figuring out he's probably with another woman or he hates me. We, we run with this fictitious story in our mind or the boss didn't give you the great review that you were hoping for. And the next thing you know, you're, you're probably getting fired. If you struggle with that, it's normal. We all do it to different degrees. And today we're going to work on how to overcome it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Where focus goes, energy flows. It is one of my mantras I live by because that is what I say to myself when I start magnifying a problem that doesn't exist yet. And we all do it. I am a self-proclaimed optimist. I usually think in best case scenarios. I know people who are not that way and they always go worst case scenario and they define themselves as realists. And I always laugh at that because I think, well, if we can create an atmosphere and energy around us by our thoughts, then being a realist might be attracting more negativity to your life. And the realists and the optimists can go back and forth into which way is more pragmatic, which way of life is more beneficial. And I'm going to argue the point that trying to look at the glass half full is more beneficial. It is not good for our health to ignore facts and not pay attention to danger signs. So yes, the realist has a good point there, but it's definitely way better for our life to always think in the best case scenario. But we don't do it all the time, do we? I have been guilty of this multiple times. Let's think of a couple scenarios that might jog your memory or might relate to something you can relate to. Wow, I just said relate a lot, didn't I? (laughs) Well, let's think of this. You get a text that says, we need to talk. That's all it says. You get an email, we need to talk, or we need to have a conversation. Now, granted, I'm a soft skills professional. I'm an expert in that area, and I know a text that says, we need to talk, probably could be phrased a lot better to relieve any potential anxiety that it would cause. But... Sometimes when you're dealing with type A driven, they don't have a lot of time, they don't want to candy coat things, they just want to make sure they get it off their mind, they send a text and says, we need to talk. And it's just for them to make sure they get it off their mind and get it off their chest. And the person receiving that text text is going, what, what, what happened? Are they leaving me? Am I getting fired? Uh, Did I do something wrong? And you go down this bunny trail of all of the worst case scenarios. Am I right? Well, maybe there's another one. Uh, You get a phone call after having a health scan that says, we have the results from your scan. You need to call us back. Terrifying, right? Why is it terrifying? Because we didn't go in thinking that we had anything wrong. But when they leave a message like that, we're assuming, oh my gosh, I have tumors all over my body. I have tumors. (laughs) And sometimes it is. I'm not making light that sometimes that news is, you know, we have, we see something that we need to explore more, but we let our mind jump to conclusions We catastrophize something that hasn't happened yet. We magnify a message into a scenario that's not even real. 
That is not good for our health. We all do it. If you are guilty of doing this all the time, sometimes that is linked to lack of self-care. So if you're not getting enough sleep, if you are using food or other substances to self-medicate, if you're not moving your body and exercise and getting a boost of endorphins, there is a strong chance that you magnify things into problems prior to them even being a problem. Now, if you don't fall in that category and you still catch yourself doing it, there are some things that have been connected to why we do it. So let's talk about that first. Now, I'm in no means an expert in mental health, but I have done some research in this because I do live with the glass half full optimist and I have been around several people that don't operate there. And it just makes me wonder, what, how do I relate to this person better? How do I understand them better? And it all starts with understanding self. So let me unpack this for you because there are four things that I'm going to cover today. It could be more expansive, but they're all based in self-awareness. So if you jump to conclusions, you're going to land in one of these four categories or all of them. We all can be in all of them at certain points, but let's see where you land for the most part. And it is key to know yourself. So let's start with anxiety because that's the number one reason anyone would tend to jump to conclusions. You are either stressed to the max not doing all the self-care, you don't have good self-management tools, and you get some kind of a weird experience, bad news in your mind, or something happens, you're getting hit from all sides, and it, you just run with it, and you go into the worst-case scenario. That, my friend, needs more self-care and better stress management tools. But if you are riddled with anxiety, if it's something that you know, you know that you know, and if you're an anxious person, you do know you need some medical attention. Get some medical help. Start with therapy. You don't have to start with being on a medication. Let the professional decide that. But start with talk therapy with a mental health therapist. They will help you learn to manage your anxiety. And if they can't help you with talk therapy and all of the other things they do in a session, then they will make recommendations for safe medications or maybe even herbal relief that you can find because there are quite a few things out there that you can take from the um, in the herbal world and the natural world. So that can help relieve your anxiety. Anxiety is number one. If you're an anxious person or you have a lot of stress right now and you're not managing it well, you are going to jump to conclusions. And there are three more. And again, these are rooted in self-awareness. And I'm going to take the next big one because anxiety is first. Fear is the second one. If you're an anxious person, you also are probably a fearful person. So these go together. But sometimes, some people are just a little bit more timid and they don't trust in anything because they fear everything. They just don't have a lot of self-confidence. They Something happened that shaped them, that made them a fearful person. And if that is you, if you fear a lot of things, you are going to magnify situations into things that aren't true, into fictitious scenarios and get yourself all worked up because you're fearing the unknown. And the unknown, my friend, can be scary but it's not always a bad thing. The unknown can be amazing. And the first thing you can do to start overcoming fear is practicing bravery. Get courageous. Maybe let's use swimming as an example. You're scared of water. You put your toe in the water 
and you go out of it and you think, well, that was a tiny step. What'd that do? Well, it put your toe in the water. Then the next time you put your foot in the water up to your ankle and you realize, okay, I can do that. Baby steps. These things are really simple, but whatever it is that consumes you with fear, you have to get out of that zone because your brain is keeping you there because your brain thinks, oh, Red, red sirens are going off. This is, this is not good for me. Not safe, not safe. But why is it safe for everyone else? You see, if you're riddled with fear, you have to figure out if it's logical, rational fear or irrational fear. And if you go down the worst case scenario, when you get some kind of news, it's probably irrational and you're not doing yourself a favor. Okay. More self-awareness. The next thing is what are your values? Maybe this news that you're getting or this experience you're having is challenging your values. Let's use a job. For example, if you get called into the office by your boss and you have no idea why, and you love your job, your value is coming in question. You value your work, you love it there, and you, you're feeling like that value might be getting challenged. It is just showing you that you value where you are, right? So if it's a relationship, maybe it's that, hey, we need to talk. If that scares you, that is showing you your value. You value that relationship. You value that person. So now how do we overcome this catastrophizing situations when our value feels, something we value feels like it's being challenged? We need to step back, hit pause, and look at the situation with a rational mind. Now, this is taking out all of the fear and anxiety talk. Now we're just going into practical things. What can you do? Okay, what was done that triggered you to go to the worst case scenario? Look at it from afar. Look at it and say, why is this triggering me? What is it about this that's triggering me and making me jump to these worst case scenarios? Is it because I love this person? Well, that's not a bad thing, right? What happens if I let myself believe that it's going to be positive and it turns out negative because that's what realists tell me. Well, Christine, you can't always think that way because sometimes it does end up negative. Well, I'm going to challenge that and it's not going to sound very warm, but here I'm going to be like your mental health drill sergeant here. (laughs) I'm going to say buck up buttercup because if it does mean that something is ending that you don't want to end, you have to learn from it. It is a lesson for you. You have to examine the situation, step out of it, look at it from a bird's eye view before you let your mind run away with you. Don't let yourself go to worst case scenario. Now, do things worst case scenario happen? Absolutely, they happen. We don't get to control anything in life. Sadly, we can't. And the control freaks really have a hard time with that, right? And they're usually the ones riddled with anxiety. So you have to really be able to look at the situation that's causing you to want to run away to the worst case scenario and take a bird's eye view and go, what is it that I'm valuing here that I'm afraid is getting challenged? Practice self-awareness, take some deep breaths, and maybe even say something positive right? Turn it into a positive. Don't let the energy of your thoughts go in the direction of catastrophe before you know the truth. Catch yourself. Use vocabulary that is power vocabulary, strong vocabulary, not, oh my God, oh my God, what if, what if? That is not power vocabulary. 
That vocabulary is setting you up for defeat. And you want to take charge of your mindset. So you want to change it. Okay, the final one I want to talk about, another key that takes us down this road of jumping to conclusions is another area of self-introspection, self-awareness that you need to have. And that's ambiguity. Ambiguity is a big one because if we get some open-ended comment and it leaves us hanging, we don't like to be hanging. We want to know ahead of time. We want to go in prepared, right? We don't like surprise. Actually, we need to talk is ambiguity. That text is ambiguity, right? It's a perfect example of it. But ambiguity in anything, if that bothers you, that this is another self-awareness thing. You can't assume that something that's ambiguous is negative. You can't because a lot of people use ambiguity, just like I said earlier, to get stuff to brain dump, get stuff off their chest. They just want to get it out there so they don't forget or whatever. And the anxious person or the fearful person or the person who really values all the knowledge ahead of time has a really hard time with that and jumps to conclusions. So you're going to have to learn how to manage ambiguity instead of trying to change the person that's ambiguous. You need to work on changing yourself. So the first thing is, why does this bother me? Why does this message bother me? Same thing about the when we just talked about what we value. If what we value is being challenged, if we notice that an ambiguous message is challenging us, you're not probably going to go, oh, is it ambiguous? But now hopefully after listening to this episode, you'll go, oh, that bothers me because it's ambiguous. Okay, I get it now. I want you to be very self-aware and go, okay, this is ambiguous, that makes me want to think the worst case scenario. But I'm not going to think that. Instead of going worst case scenario, what you could do is just look at it plain and simple, black and white, and leave it. Walk away from it. Maybe do, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I've said this in previous episodes, stop and do like 10 jumping jacks. Put some endorphins in your system. Help yourself feel empowered because ambiguity is bothering you, right? It's making you crazy until you know you're you're just going to go nuts. Give yourself some power because what this is doing when you don't handle ambiguity well, it is making you feel powerless. Do something to make yourself feel more in control and powerful. Now, if it's a person that you work with on a daily or weekly basis that's ambiguous, That could be a conversation you could actually have with them and say, hey, if next time you message me, I just want you to know this is a me thing, not a you thing, but I have a tendency to run with the worst case scenario and I really thought you were going to tell me X, Y, Z. Let them know and say it would be really helpful for me next time to if you could just preface your message with this isn't bad, heads up. And you know, that happened to me. I had employees, really solid employees when they would call me while I was on vacation and they would call me from work. And usually when you're getting a phone call, when you're not expecting it from work (laughs) or from a family member in the middle of the night or whatever, you're going worst case scenario, right? Even when the phone rings. And this particular employee that I have in mind right now would always say, everything's okay before she even said hello. Everything's okay. And it would immediately go, oh, Okay, that little soft skill right there deflates anything before anything escalates. Well, if ambiguity 
in messaging makes you escalate because you don't know what to expect and what's going to be said, maybe have a conversation with that person and let them know. But also you need to practice self-awareness tools and self-management tools and empowerment tools so that you can handle ambiguity better. Okay, so all of these are very simple but deep. I could go much deeper. But the final thing I want to end this with is you are stronger than you think you are. All of this jumping to the worst case scenario, jumping to conclusions, or magnifying something to make it, and what would they say, making an anthill into a mountain, right? Or catastrophizing, which is definitely more serious. Like jumping to a conclusion is one thing. Catastrophizing is, oh my God, they're dead wrapped around a telephone pole. If you're thinking about your kids driving, and they only go two miles to go get a donut, right? <laughs> that's a, that's catastrophizing. So there's different levels of this, but one of the things you can do to help yourself feel more empowered is write down every single thing you've done in your lifetime that you've overcome. Because really what we're fearing, why we jump to the worst case scenario is that we're fearing we don't have control of the outcome. And if you look back at your life from where you are sitting right now, You've overcome a lot. I can guarantee it. I promise you. I know you have. Some of you have overcome childhood trauma, childhood abuse. You were violated somehow. You were betrayed somehow. You've been fired before. You've been hurt in an accident and you've recovered from it. I want you to take some time right now and either write down or dictate in your phone every single thing you have overcome to this moment. Look at it. And I'm saying start from school age when you can, as young as you can remember up to present. Look at every single thing you've overcome and nothing is too small. You know, maybe somebody was really snarky with you and hurt your feelings in line at Starbucks and you smiled and took the high road, but it hurt your heart, right? Because you didn't deserve it. You taking the high road and not biting back, that's overcoming because you've forgotten about it. I want you to write it all down. The big, the bad, the ugly, and the little. I want you to write it all down because when you look at this list, and I've done it, I had a business mentor in 2019 who suggested to write everything down that I've overcome. And when I looked at it, I thought, dang, I'm a badass. (laughs) And I... I want you to think about it that way. You are too. I am strong. And so are you. So when we have all of this worst case scenario stuff that we jump to conclusions, once you realize all it is, is you not thinking you can handle the worst outcome that you're just, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Yes, you can. You can. You have forgotten how strong you are. So yes, there are little tools we can do to manage so that we don't jump to conclusions, but really you need to remind yourself of who you are because you are where you are by overcoming all the crap that you've had to overcome to get here. And guess what? Bearer of bad news here because it's true. We have more challenges and unhealthy, not so fun situations coming our way. That's life. We're just learning as we go, but sometimes we forget the lessons we've learned and we need someone to remind us. And that's why I'm here today. Make that badass list. And you know what? I would love to hear from you. 
Tell me what you've overcome and where are you stuck? Where do you want to go, but you're feeling stuck? I want to hear from you. I want to hear that you're feeling more empowered and strong and that this helped you. I would love it if you would send a message, email me, because this gets my engines going. I love to know that women are feeling more empowered more fierce after listening to a message that I've put some time into. So send me an email at info at christinebrunelli.com or find me on Instagram and send me a private message. Don't let your mind go to the worst case scenario. Don't jump to conclusions. Step back, look at the situation and say, am I triggered because I'm anxious? Because I'm fearful? because I value this person, this job, or this situation, or because it's ambiguous. Have some self-reflection before you let your mind go crazy. Hit pause, self-reflect, and then manage the situation. And refer back to that badass list, because my girl, you're full of badassery. That's all I have for you today, my friend. Get out there. Have a strong, powerful day. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here. One of the highest compliments you could ever give me if you are subscribed to my podcast and you've been listening to episodes is a good review. And in the review, let me know which episode you loved and enjoyed the most. That feedback is something I treasure. And if you're not subscribed, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you get notified the next time a new episode releases. And until next time, my friend, make it a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.